good to see you all. Well, I hope you've been listening well uh, to that story because it's now time for a bit of an Easter puzzle. Okay, I'm going to ask you five questions, the answers to which were all in the story of the resurrection that you've just seen there on the screen. And when we put our five answers into our puzzle, it's going to reveal a key word, a key five-letter word that you're going to see there in the green boxes going down. Make sense? Good, okay, here we go. Then question number one, who can tell me, where's the uh, microphone? Here it is. Who can tell me who the first person was who arrived at the tomb on that Sunday morning? Go on, Jen. Mary Madeline. It was Mary Magdalene. Well done. Let's have a look at verse 1. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. So we'll put Mary in. There we go, which gives us an A. Okay, letter A at the start of our word. Second question. As Mary was walking to the tomb on that Sunday morning, do you think she was expecting to find Jesus dead or alive? What do people think... Do you think so? He is risen, but do you think Mary was expecting to find him alive? No. No, expecting to find him dead. We actually read in some of the other Gospels that Mary was carrying perfume with her to anoint a dead body. She was on her way to a tomb, okay? Jesus was dead when he was put in the tomb on Friday afternoon. He was dead on Saturday, and Mary expected to find Jesus still dead on the Sunday. So let's put dead into our little puzzle, which gives us an E. So, okay, we've got an A at the beginning. See the mind's working. We've got an E at the end, which brings us to our third question, which is a fill in the blanks, okay? When Mary got to the tomb, what did she see? Let me read it to you and see if you can fill in the missing word. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been something from the entrance, I'm coming over here. What do you reckon, Iris? R- rolled. Yeah, rolled away. Good, rolled away. Or the word it actually says is removed. It means the same, doesn't it? The stone had been taken away, rolled away, removed. And Mary peeped into the tomb. And do you know what she found? She found it was empty. Do you remember what she did next? Do you remember it in the video? Mary sprinted back into the centre of Jerusalem to tell the disciples that the body was gone, didn't find anything, yeah. And two of those disciples, Peter and John, you remember, came running back to the tomb to check it out for themselves. And they found it exactly as Mary had said. The stone had been rolled away or removed and the tomb was empty. So let's put removed into our little puzzle, which gives us a V, okay? A something, something, V, E. Question number four. All right, so Peter and John now arrive at the tomb. They look inside the tomb. What did they find lying in the place where the body had been? Who knows? Go on then, Sim. The cloths. They did. And what were they? Cloths of what? Can you remember? What sort of cloth? Um, The wrapping. Yeah, wrapping around. Do you know what sort of cloth it was? Linen. It was a linen cloth. That's right. Look, as we read there in verse 6 and 7. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there. So the body was gone, but the strips of linen cloth that had been wrapped around the body were still lying in their place. And so we'll put linen in, which gives us an L. So I think most people probably got it. Give us a nod if you've got it, if you think you know what the word is. 
Yeah, A-L, something, V-E. It's our keyword for this morning. Let's complete the puzzle. After the disciples had gone home, so remember, Peter and John sort of walked away back to the disciples, and Mary was still at the tomb, wasn't she? But who can tell me what Mary was doing? Go on, Harrison. Crying. She was, wasn't she? She was crying. You remember, Mary was a, a little bit confused. She was upset. And as we read in verse 11 there, Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And so we'll put that last word in, which gives us an I, which means our key word for this morning is, Timo? Alive. What's our key word, Asim? Alive. Balcony, what's our key word? Alive. Downstairs, what's our key word? Alive. Alive, alive, alive. Jesus is... Alive. Look at the next bit of the story. As she wept, remember, Mary's outside the tomb, weeping. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been. One at the head and the other at the foot. They asked a woman, why are you crying? They've taken away my Lord, she said. And I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there alive. Jesus is alive. And if you take nothing else away from this morning, please take away those three words there on the screen. Jesus is alive. And maybe you've been following Jesus for years. Maybe this is your 60th, 70th Easter Sunday celebration. I hope those words there on the screen are just as precious if not more precious to you this morning than they've ever been before because Jesus has beaten death and he is alive. And in a a moment, we're going to ask a very important question. And the question's this, why does that matter to us? Jesus is alive, but why does that matter to me and why does it matter to you today? Jesus is alive. Alive, But here's my question for you now. It's there on the screen. So what? So what? Jesus is alive. So what? The God-man Jesus, God who became a human being and lived in this world and died on a cross and rose again to new life. But why does it matter to me? And why does it matter to you? So what? Well, the simple answer to that question is it matters because one day we're all going to die. And the only person who can do anything about it is the Lord Jesus. Now I need a volunteer. This isn't dangerous, but I need a volunteer. Who wants to come up? Go on then, Jenny, you come up. Come on the stage. I want you to give that tennis ball a decent squeeze. Give it five squeezes so it's out of shape. Easy or hard? Is that easy or hard? It's quite hard, isn't it? Right, so have a look out, the audience there. Have a look at someone you think is really, really strong, okay? Your mum, where is she? <laughs> she? She's shaking her head. Let's find someone downstairs who's stronger than your mum, if there is anybody. Go and give them that tennis ball. Tell them to give it a good squeeze. <laughs> Timo's the strongest person you could find in this room. Go on, Timo. <laughs> Give it 10 squeezes, easy or hard, Timo? Is that easy or hard? It's hard, isn't it? Now, here's the thing. 
It takes about the same amount of energy or squeeze to squeeze a tennis ball as it does for the human heart to squeeze and push the lifeblood around the body. One squeeze of a tennis ball, it takes the same amount of energy to push blood that keeps you alive around your body. Now here's a question. How many times on average do you think the human heart beats or squeezes in just one day? Someone, someone shout something out. What do you reckon? Shout it out. 12,000. Mark's gone for 12,000. Higher. Have you seen the PowerPoint, Pete? <laughs> Sat next to the PowerPoint upstairs. There it is, spot on. The average person's heartbeat, 100,000. Imagine that. 100,000 squeezes of a tennis ball to keep us alive every single day. Now imagine that you live for 70 years. How many times is your heart going to have to squeeze, beat, to push blood around your body? Go on, Harrison. It's more than 200 million. Another guess. Go on, ask him. Googleplexion. It's not as much as a Googleplexion, whatever one of those is. Let me tell you what it is. <laughs> Two and a half billion times. If you live to 70 years of age, your heart, one beat. It's quite hard. Two and a half billion times. At, so, at some point, your heart will beat for the last time. The day will come when your heart will beat for the last time and life as you know it will come to an end. And here's the thing, however quick you are, see that go on the screen, you could be the fastest person in the world. Can't outrun death. However strong you are, you could be the strongest person in the world. You cannot outmuscle death. And however clever you are, you could be the cleverest person that's ever set foot on this world and you cannot outsmart death. Death will catch up with every single one of us. And you know what? On that day when it does, it will really, really, really matter that Jesus is alive. It will really matter. Because he's not just got authority over his own death, he has authority over our death as well. Because he's beaten it. And he is risen from the grave. Let me read to you just the last verse of John chapter 20. This is the story in John 20 of the resurrection. And this is the last little verse of John chapter 20. This is what it said. These things have been written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. John writes these things down in the Bible. These things concerning the life of Jesus. These things concerning the death of Jesus. These things concerning the resurrection of Jesus to new life. John wrote them down. He saw it with his very eyes. And they're written in God's word so that me and you might sit here this morning and read these things and believe Believe that Jesus really is who he says he is. The Son of God, the risen King, the Christ, who has conquered death. And by believing in him, his death in your place, Good Friday, and his resurrection to new life, you too may have life 
and life in all its fullness, which will go on beyond death into eternity. And so the only question I can finish with really is the one there on the screen. Do you believe? We sang it. We've seen it. We've heard about it. But as you're sat there in the balcony or on the ground floor or in the tech booth, as you're sat there this morning, do you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ has risen from the grave, he's conquered death, he's smashed it to pieces, and he's king over all? And one day you can go to live with Jesus in paradise forever. Do you believe? Let me pray for us. Father in heaven, we praise you. We praise you this morning for the empty tomb. And we rejoice that the tomb was empty, not because the body was moved or stolen, but because the Lord Jesus is alive. He was alive then and he's alive today and he rules and reigns over all things from heaven. Thank you for the opportunity we have this morning to come together and to remember these things. And as we remember these things this morning, I pray for every single soul who is gathered in this room that you would help us to believe in the very depths of our hearts that Jesus is alive, that we might taste and experience the joy that you want to give us this morning, a joy that will never end into all eternity. And we pray these things for the good of your people, for the joy of those in there in the world who are yet to know you and trust you, and for the glory of your name we pray. Amen.